Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to continue talking about the high risk, high reward fantasy players. And so the last two videos, I've talked about the running backs and wide receivers. So now it's time to talk about some high risk, high reward quarterbacks. I'm going to talk about two players today that I think just have super high ceilings, but also carry a decent amount of risk with them, which makes them kind of a dilemma when it comes to draft day. You know, there's a lot to consider when you're thinking about picking these players, but before I break them down, I do just want to say that if you enjoy this content, please just make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Then also let me know your thoughts down below. Are you going to be drafting the players that I'm talking about? Or are they just a little bit too risky for you? Let me know your reasoning down below and I'll respond back to everyone who comments. But let's get into it. The first player is Lamar Jackson. He's currently being drafted as the quarterback three, a mid fifth round pick. And I think his reward is pretty clear. He has the highest upside of any quarterback. We saw that in the 2019 season. I don't really think there's a question there. He passed for 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions, and then rushed for just over 1,200 yards, and then added seven rushing touchdowns. He led the NFL in fantasy points per game and total points, and it was by a wide margin. He averaged 6.6 points per game more than the number two quarterback, and that was without being you know, one of these highly picked quarterbacks. He really kind of came out of nowhere, was probably a lower tier quarterback one, or maybe a high-end quarterback two, and just really overperformed. He also led quarterbacks in carries, red zone carries, rushing yards, and passing touchdowns. So, you know, I think a lot of people look at him and they're like, okay, he gets a lot of his points from the running game. And that is true, but he was an incredibly efficient passer. You know, he may not have had the volume, but he definitely had the touchdowns and he wasn't turning the ball over. And so it just all culminated in one of the best quarterback seasons of all time. But then he came out and disappointed in 2020. He finished as the quarterback eight in points per game, and he regressed in nearly every important statistical category. And, you know, obviously he still finished as a fantasy quarterback one. You know, the top 12 quarterbacks would be considered like a quarterback one. But if you're drafted as a top quarterback, like he was in the third round of many drafts, it means that you're expected to outperform, you know, the majority of quarterbacks and not be kind of stuck in that pack. So he was kind of stuck around all the guys like the QB5 through the QB12. like 12. We're all kind of in that same range, you know. And when you're reaching up and spending that high draft capital on a quarterback, you want him to be like pretty comfortably one of those top guys because you're missing out on like a solid running back or a solid wide receiver that could really lead your team. I think it's pretty clear why he could be considered a riskier quarterback pick. And it's just because of all these quarterbacks that are going really high this year. You've got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. All of them put up really impressive seasons in 2020. And Lamar Jackson is just the only guy that really didn't do that out of this top tier group. But I personally expect him to return to his top tier form, potentially with even more passing upside this year. The Ravens have gone out and invested in the wide receiver position. They brought in Sammy Watkins in free agency, and then they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. So I think they kind of understand that even though this rushing offense is decent for fantasy, I think the Ravens kind of acknowledge they need to have just a little bit more balance so defenses can respect their passing game a little bit more because the offense is effective. But if they get down early, it's going to be tough for them to come back. We've seen that, you know, they go down in a 14 point hole. It's going to be tough to, you know, throw the ball and get back into that game just because they rely so heavily 
on the run game. So now if Lamar's passing more, he's obviously still going to have that high-end rushing upside, and you may be able to draft the clear quarterback one at a very discounted price. He's not going at his 2020 price tag anymore of like a third round pick. He's going in the fifth round. And I mean, if he finishes as the QB1, QB2, QB3, he's going to be putting up a lot of points per game and will likely be a solid pick this year. The second quarterback that I think is a high risk, high reward player is Jalen Hurts. He's being drafted as the quarterback eight. And there's just such a wide range of outcomes with his production. I truly think he has top three quarterback potential, but I think he could also lose his starting job by the end of the season, and there's not a lot of players who have that wide of a spectrum on their performance. I'm going to start by talking about why Jalen Hurts is a risky pick. If this makes any sense, I view Hurts as more of a good fantasy football player than a good NFL quarterback. What I mean by that is he's going to get a lot of points with that rushing upside right, but you know his passing might not be there, and for fantasy, it doesn't have to. But in the NFL, to be a good quarterback, you need to be able to get it done in the air. And, you know, kind of getting it done on the ground is a little bit of an extra piece. And so I do think it's a little bit concerning when it comes to his kind of job stability in the NFL. If he's just a much better fantasy player than he is a real NFL quarterback. Also, this Eagles coaching staff is not the same one that drafted him. And they also haven't done a great job of convincing people that he's their guy. You know, they've had multiple opportunities just come out and say, Jalen Hurts is going to be our quarterback. And even if it's, you know, coach speak of wanting the competition or whatever, I feel like if a guy is your franchise quarterback, you're going to say that. And they just haven't really come out and said that yet, especially head coach Nick Sirianni. I think the front office did once they traded Wentz, but I mean, everything has changed since then. There was also a lot of talk about them potentially drafting a quarterback in this year's draft, but they ended up trading back. So, you know, Jalen Hurts kind of got lucked out with that. We also just haven't seen a large sample size from Jalen Hurts, and we're not 100% sure he's going to be utilized in the same way that he was last year, because I think a lot of people fell in love with his insane amount of rush attempts per game. But you know, they may dial that back this year with the new coaching staff. We just really don't know. So there's just a lot of uncertainty here with him. And I wouldn't be shocked if Hurts struggles out of the gate, that the Eagles move on and then look to draft their replacement quarterback as early as next season. With all that risk, you're going to have to be drafting Jalen Hurts ahead of much safer, consistent options like Brady, Tannehill, and Stafford. But I mean, the positives are also clearly there for Jalen Hurts. His rushing upside is really only comparable to guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. And we've seen just that rushing alone can put up some insane numbers and give him a really solid floor. If he's able to improve in the passing game, he could easily have high-end QB1 potential. I think you would also like to hope that even if he's not playing at a high NFL level, they wouldn't try to move on from him during the season. You know, hopefully they just kind of let him ride it out. And even if they replace him for next year, he's still producing in 2021 for fantasy. The way I'm kind of looking at it is that if he's on the field, it's going to be really hard for him to be considered a disappointment just because you can't really struggle with that running ability. You know, he has the athleticism. He's shown that he can run in the NFL. And so even if his passing is just, you know, not on the same level as a lot of these other quarterbacks, just that rushing ability alone will make him fantasy relevant. But you're just going to have to make the choice of whether you want to spend early draft capital on a high ceiling, less safe player, or, you know, wait on one of these more consistent options that I mentioned earlier, like Brady, Tannehill, Stafford, those guys. All right, so those are the two quarterbacks that I think are high risk, high reward picks this year. It's Lamar Jackson 
and Jalen Hurts both have that crazy upside, most of it coming from their rushing ability, but that also just leads to a little bit of inconsistency and uncertainty. So it's likely going to be a situation where you draft them at their current ADP and they're either just going to blow your expectations out of the water or they may struggle and it could lead to your fantasy team suffering this season. If you guys like this video, once again, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a lot. And then also let me know your thoughts down below. Are you going to be drafting Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts at their current ADP? Let me know why or why not and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Stay tuned tomorrow. I'm going to be putting out my last video on this high-risk, high-reward topic. I'm going to be talking about the tight ends, so that's going to wrap up all the position groups, so make sure you guys look out for that tomorrow. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for stopping by, watching, and listening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.